We say bye-bye, Miss American Pie, and hello, Time Life, with Don McLean today on the Music Universe podcast. Buddy, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? Well, I'm good. I just got off the phone with a legend, and I mean capital L, legend of music, Don McLean. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. What uh, what you guys talk about? Well, obviously he's known for Vincent Starry Starry Night and uh, and uh, American Pie, but he wrote a ton of stuff. I, the name of the song's escaping me, but one of his biggest he had a really big hit with Elvis. He's just one of the most prolific songwriters in history. And what I love about this interview is that we don't. He says the word American Pie once. Okay, mm-hmm. I never say it. We don't talk about it. What we talked about is that he has, through Time Life, he's partnered with Time Life for a 100 and, to release 11 albums, 173 songs from his decades-long career. And it's available today as we are recording this. Today, Don McLean's collection is now available across all streaming platforms. And, on, and this is the really unique thing, on YouTube. Really? Yeah, Time Life gave him a YouTube channel. They made a YouTube channel, gave him access to it. They put all the songs up there, and there's one 30-minute video, and it's a guitar lesson from Don McLean on entertaining with a guitar and uh, and getting the sound out of your guitar and the right sound that you want out of your guitar. I watched a little bit of that video. It's a 30-minute video. I, I haven't had time to watch all of it. So he talks about that, plus Buddy... I, you couldn't you couldn't be on. You were uh, held up with another interview, so you couldn't be on to do this one. Yeah. But I wanted you there in spirit, so I broke from talking about this towards the middle end of it, and we talked about his involvement in the 1997 Central Park concert. Yes. Okay. I've never talked to him. I talked to him once before for my show. I didn't get a chance to ask him about that, and uh, he was very open to talk about it. He got a fax from Garth that said, I'd like you to be my guest on this show. And uh, he said, yes, he wanted to do it. So you hear the whole story. But uh, it was a really, really cool, cool interview. Well, awesome. Don McLean, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you, sir? I'm just fine. How are you today? I'm great. And man, you have been busy during this quarantine, this uh, isolation. You're releasing all your music through Time Live, now streaming for the very first time. Why now? Why not? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think now I, this is perfect time right now. Everybody's home listening to music, but I didn't plan it that way. Believe me, I didn't cause this to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, I have had these albums accumulating over the years. They're albums that uh, reverted to me from labels. Uh, and um, so suddenly there were a lot of nice records that uh, really weren't out there. So Time Life offered uh to to do this to put them all on all these platforms and they've gone so much farther uh i should say further because they have uh opened up a youtube channel don mcclain youtube channel a lot of material is going to be on that and uh they're going to put out a box set of all this stuff in cd format i guess and also uh release a, a new album of, of songs that I have not written, but uh, I do that sometimes. So that's going to happen in the fall. So there's going to be a lot going on throughout the 
the summer months and into the fall. What do you make of that music being free, being or, or relatively being able to stream it, being able to upload it? The music it used to be all about the record sales, the sale of the album. Now that's it's kind of just out there. What do you make of that? Well, they're getting a handle on how to get paid, um, you know, because that's that's one good thing about computers. Um, you know, they do keep on top of this stuff. And if I were to do this myself. You know, and I am known to do things myself. Um, I wouldn't be getting the result that I'm going to get from them because, you know, they're a major corporation. They have all kinds of software and stuff. They're going to get paid. Uh, they want theirs and they're going to get me mine. And uh, it's going to work out very nicely. Um, you know, it all adds up all over the world. You know, that's the thing. Um, and uh, I already you know, own all of my albums or control them all and uh, own all my publishing and all my songs. So, um, you know, nothing can happen to any of that stuff without my permission. But, um, you know, unless you have the albums out there, you can't make any money on them. You can't uh, and people can't hear them. You know, I think the primary thing is I want people to hear some of these records and uh, I think they're going to be very happy when they do. Oh, your music is some of the best there is and history. It has stood the test of time for decades. What do you make of the fact that there are people out there still inspired by your kinds of songwriting, your style, your music? What do you make that it just, it stands on its own in pop culture? Does that surprise you? Everything surprises me. My age surprises me. I can't believe how fast my life has gone by. Whoop, there it goes. You know, uh, I've been very busy all my life. You know, I've never really, although I've definitely taken time to do what I wanted to do. I've never been, you know, frantic. Uh, one thing about show business that you'll find out is that when you have these people, managers and, and agents to some degree, uh, who get a hot act, and, and in years ago I was a hot act, um, they'll work you like a rented mule. I mean, mm -hmm. they work you they work you to death. And uh, the thing is to, to tour smart so you don't end up with an alcohol problem and you don't end up with, you know, no friends and, <laughs> you know, and you'll end up bankrupt anyway because, you know, they have ways of taking your money. So you got to be very careful. It's kind of a, a shark infested waters out there and you have to learn to negotiate those you it can be done but you have to be be careful so you know that that was one major thing that i had to learn how to how to last this long and how to preserve my voice preserve my health and my sanity you know because this is what killed elvis presley i mean um they just worked that boy to death <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But now we have technology that can help you reach a a, a, a wider oh, yeah. group of people through less oh, yeah. strain. And you're doing something on YouTube that is so unique. You're doing guitar lessons on that Time Life YouTube channel. That, that is your channel. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, I was just doing the one video. I, I did one video for mm -hmm. that. And then I did one video for Martin Guitars. They're going to run it on there. Mm -hmm. on their uh, channel and then i'm gonna have on the 16th of may that'll also be on the youtube channel i'm never gonna do this again okay i just did it once yeah. because i'm i'm getting old and i have met so many great players in my life um whether they were flamenco players or 
or, or jazz players or folk artists or rock and roll guys. And I did a lot of records with a lot of different people, spent a lot of time in the studio with them. And I picked up a whole lot of different things um, about how, you know, I a grab bag of things that I use on stage. And I, I would venture to say that most young players do not know how to do these things. And so I wanted just once and for all to get them out there. And um, the primary purpose of that video is to, to get the notion inside the head of a player who's a, a singer and a guitar player to get the voice and the guitar out of the instrument, the voice out of your body, the sound out of the guitar and into the room. That's what makes uh, that's what makes it exciting. That's what makes it present. Uh, otherwise, it's all inside and it, it becomes dull and boring and there are no dynamics. So that's partly what that video is about. Well, you, sir, are and you are one of only two people I know. And the other is Jim Stafford. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you. You are one sure. of the uh -huh. only two people I know who are entertainers with guitars. The rest are just people who either play, they play a certain style or they play in a band. You really know how to entertain with your instrument. Well, I like to play solo for years. I did, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, just, sang and I, there's an album called solo actually on united artists where i recorded at albert hall in the 1970s royal albert hall and um but i do different things you know that's the thing i never uh was consistent about what i was doing so i was always changing um the next time i did a live album it was with an orchestra with strings and everything else and a, a lot of other different material that I wrote that that suited that, like "And I Love You So" or "You Have Lived" or songs like that. So uh, I like to. That's the nice thing about having all these albums up on this YouTube channel and on all these streaming services is that there's a, a lot of variety there. There's a children's album there for kids. You know, when children used to have childhoods. You know, before. Uh, before technology took away their childhood. Amen. <laughs> uh, there are the Marty Robbins album of me doing Marty's songs that I'm very happy with. There's a Western album. I love Western music, you know. Um, so there's a variety of projects in there that I that I did that I had wanted to do, and I'm now I'm very glad I did those. Mm -hmm. Now I actually want to backtrack for a minute and negate something you said. There was a time I was a hot act. I think you are still a hot act because I saw you in New York shortly after I interviewed you for the first time for another show. And uh, my God, you were mobbed after that show. You had a heck of a time trying to get to your SUV to get out of that venue. I mean, all these decades on, you're still packing houses. I think this goes back to that uh, surprising thing. But are you thinking about that big R, that retirement? I mean, no, I intend to die on the road. That's my goal. <laughs> Good. Um, either in a crummy hotel or uh, on stage somewhere or, you know, at a Howard Johnson's. I don't know. I, I really love my work and I have received so much love and attention and so many distinguishing things have happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've made a millions and millions of dollars doing this and God, you know, I just, 
you know, I, I, I like nothing more than catching that plane and singing for the audience and, um, you know, and, uh, and getting back home again and feeling like I accomplished something for people. I, I like that feeling of accomplishment. I think there's one of the things that's bad about, about drugs, young people, um, they get, they get a feeling of accomplishment without doing anything. So it's, it's good to learn how to, you know, get a project done, you know, make a goal for yourself, you know, and, and, and stay away from, from false kinds of, um, satisfaction, which, you know, really is just going to waste your life. Um, you know, they, they have, the, they always talk about the American dream. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, the American, you don't want to be dreaming, you know, you want to be setting goals for yourself, whatever they may be, you know, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to run a mile, you know, I'm gonna, or I'm going to learn, you know, start lifting some weights and do it. You know, this is the thing you, you look at this Arnold Schwarzenegger has some uh, videos about where he talks about, you know, what to do until you sleep no more than six hours. And you know what <laughs> that, that's how the guy got where he got. I mean, you know, he lifted weights. He married a Kennedy. He became governor. He became a movie star. That's how you do it. And people don't realize that, you know, you have to set goals for yourself. And when you do that, doors will open. New things will happen. So what are some of the goals you've set for yourself in this time where we're all staying at home? Other than this wonderful Time Life project, I'm sure you're going well, star crazy. <laughs> I'm not going stir crazy. I'm, really? I'm enjoying it very much. Um, I've always been a loner. So, you know, I would... Um, you know, in my house in Maine, it's 175 acres and up in the woods. It's a big, mm-hmm. it's as big as a small town, actually. So if I were there, I'd be shoveling horse manure, you know, and fooling around in the barn. Uh, there's always things to do or, that don't involve you uh, necessarily um, being social with lots of people. But not that there's anything wrong with that. But I love that also. That's why I like to sing for them. But um, I think that you know what I'm trying to do is like take care of myself a little bit, you know, go to the doctor or get this fixed, get that fixed, you know, make sure you're in good shape, you mm-hmm. know, little things that you've avoided doing, do those things. And then, you know, one thing like that. And then, you know, this kind of stuff where we're getting these uh, 11 albums up on, uh, on all these streaming platforms, that's something that's been sitting there. Uh, and it's it's leading to more things that need to be done because now there'll be videos of television specials and so on that will be added, okay. you know, to the YouTube channel and they've got to be dealt with. So there's a lot of detail work and the days go by, you know. That's good. Now, I want to shift gears here for a minute. We'll come back to the Time Life Project and and uh, back to you in a minute. But you took part of, in one of my favorite musical events, and it was my introduction to your music. It was the Central Park concert in 1997 oh, yeah. with Garth. Right. I just want to know how you got invited to do that, what led you to say yes, and what it was like, 800, 900,000 people on that stage. Talk about that. Well, it had nothing to do with me trying to have it happen. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I don't really, um, I'll tell you, I'm a little bit uh, Thoreauvian, you know. I Thoreau said, um, um, I wait for people to knock on my door. Mm-hmm. That's what, something like that. It was him or one of those guys. And I like that. I don't really go knocking on people's doors. But I had heard that um, that Garth Brooks, 
uh, who you know was emerging throughout the 80s was always talking about me and singing you know American Pie. Sometimes he would sing Vincent. Yep. And um, you know I didn't know who the guy was, and so by the 90s he was this you know behemoth. He's this leviathan this huge act and um the announcement came that he was going to play you know in new york city and it's just about i had been in the city prior to the event uh doing something else and the the city just was taken over with garthness you know (laughs) there were pictures everywhere and the chevy street lamp had a poster on it it was fascinating so all of a sudden I go back home and I get a fax. It was the old days of faxes, you know, Excellent. and it said Garth wanted to me to be his guest. Would I would I would I consider doing that? And um, so I said sure, and that's how it happened. So I went there and it was it was enormous. I mean, it, it, the afternoon where we did you know the setup and stuff, I decided that. If I was going to be met with a bunch of jerks, you know, who were going to be disrespectful to me, that I was going to turn around and go home. Right. But I met one nice person after another who knew exactly uh, why I was there and brought me exactly where I was supposed to be. And they treated me like um, beautifully. And I said, well, this comes from the top down, you know. So he pulls up in a limousine and and he's got this huge... I mean, it's so much stuff involved. There's this enormous stage. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a stage like this. It's like the size of a, you know, an aircraft carrier, and um, these huge screens all the way out as far as you can see on both sides. And man, you know something's going to happen, right? So he gets out of, comes in a limousine, jumps out of the car, runs over, and gives me a big hug. And so uh, that's that's how it all was, you know. I. We talked a little bit um, about what we might do. And the funny thing was that uh, just about when I was supposed to go on, some light went on fire. Yep. And so everything kind of stopped and people looked at this, you know, are we going to have an explosion? You know, what's going to go next? <laughs> you know, but they put it out and then he said some nice things and he introduced me. And I came out and we had discussed, well, you sing this verse and I'll sing that verse and this stuff, you know. And so what happened was I just sort of, he had launched into the first part. So I didn't waste a minute. I said, let's sing the chorus. You know, I jumped right on the thing, sang a verse, another couple of choruses, and we were off stage. So, I mean, I didn't do anything like we, we rehearsed. We just did it, you know. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. I know that uh, isn't specific to your work, but it was the introduction for me to American Pie and to your incredible, incredible catalog. I'm so thrilled that it's out there now. So to close this out, I want to say that everybody who has an interest in songwriting and interest in music should go listen to this YouTube, watch this YouTube. And sir, what is your advice to aspiring songwriters, aspiring musicians? My advice is to be completely dedicated to what you're doing. I was a person who wasn't very good. I wasn't a very good student. I wasn't a very good athlete. I was a big disappointment to my father who died when I was 15 because I was never what he wanted. What he wanted was a, a you know, a West Point cadet. That's what right. my father wanted. Mm-hmm. And what he got was a, a sickly, um, strange kid, you know, that liked uh, television and records. So he didn't get what he wanted. But um, 
but you know, I what that did was that when I did discover that that I really loved performing, loved playing the guitar and singing, then I locked onto that with a vengeance because that was something that I could do that other people couldn't do. So I had something. And if you're lucky enough to find that, and if you know you, you're a singer and a songwriter and that's what you, you want to do, you have to be completely devoted to that. Nothing gets in the way of that. Relationships, um, nothing. And you're, you have to practice. You have to, I was, when I was in my teens, I would practice four hours a day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be able to play guitar and I played the five string banjo too and make it look like it was absolutely effortless. You know, I didn't have to think about it. All right. And, you know, so there's a lot of practice you have to to do and learn how to sing. Singing is a whole separate thing. You know, you just don't, sing you know like any way any old way you want to you know you have to get control over your voice and the tone and 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 all the rest of it uh sing in tune and whatnot um you know and the the songwriting you have to have a lot of songs in your head to know where not to go you don't want to be accidentally stealing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, when you're <laughs> writing something because you've heard it all your life. Well, oh, you know, you're going to get sued, you know. <clears throat> so there's a lot to a lot to it, but it requires dedication, you know. And um, I would venture to say that anybody who does what I do would tell you exactly the same thing, you know. And then, you know, when you start making records, of course, I mean, look at the Simon and Garfunkel records and the Paul Simon records. Those are pristine. I mean, and the, the, the James Taylor records, he's very, very, very precise. You know, these guys are like brain surgeons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite like that. I'm a little bit more loose and a little bit more uh, rock and roll, if you will, you know, uh, old fashions. I like to hear, a, a, you know, a mistake here and there. I like to hear the guitar or whatever. But those guys are successful because their records are so, you know, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Well, your stuff's right up there with them. Obviously, you are a legend. And thank you for spending 20 minutes of your time with us to talk about uh, the release of your music. We really, really appreciate it. And I wish you well. And I look well, forward you. to seeing you on the road again. Thank you very much. Uh, sir. I, I'll be on the road again for sure. All right. All righty. You know, you hear him talk about, you know, I've made millions and millions of dollars doing this. And this is a man who knows what he's done and is proud of it and owns it. And if I could be as confident as Don McLean, uh, that half as confident as Don McLean, I think I'll be okay. I love that because he's he's confident, but he's not cocky. He's not full of himself. He's kind of humble about eh, technology. I'm not, the, you know, I don't mm-hmm. quite understand it, but I understand its power. And, uh, you know, he, he knows what he knows, and he's also aware of what he doesn't know. So it was a really down-to-earth conversation. I really enjoyed it. That is awesome. And, uh, you know, it's always fun when we get to chat with a variety of stars and uh, to, to bring him in the mix for this is is kind of a full circle moment because, you know, he's kind of he's just America's songwriter. I mean, he's written yeah. all he's kind of like Bob Dylan. They, they just write hits, mm-hmm. hits and hits. But one thing I'm really surprised about, I never expected a guitar lesson from him. 
to go up anywhere. But that you don't you don't usually put those two together. At least I don't. I, I put the songwriting aspect to it. So that's really cool. It it was fun. It was fun. And he said he's only doing that once, but that's it. So so it was fun. And I'm I'm so glad we got to talk to him about some of this stuff. And he said he'll be back on the road as soon as he can. He says I'm gonna die on the road. And uh, if that's what he wants, I hope uh, we get back this country back to a place where he can do that. Yeah, because I know uh, next year is the 50th anniversary of the American Pie album and the world tour to follow. So that'll be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Wonderful. All right. Well, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening and keep checking the musicuniverse.com. Uh-huh.